0: Welcome back, guys, to 11 o'clock with Yuvan and Jihan, the podcast where we talk about life, death, and everything in between.
1: Hi, guys, so
0: um,
1: this episode is supposed to be episode 13, and you know what this means, right? (laughs) Yuvan, do you know what this means? Yeah, I do, but I'm kind (laughs) of (laughs) scared. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we were trying to uh, pull this off like it's a coincidence, but it really was not. Uh, uh, this We were trying to figure out, uh, trying to come up with a topic for us to talk about today. And uh, Lina coincidentally told, it, uh, gave us the idea of talking about ghosts and whether or not we believe in it. And it just so happens that it's episode 13. So... Uh, you and I made the, the very, uh, very severe mistake of googling the word ghost just so, with the intention of knowing the definition of ghosts in the Oxford slash Cambridge dictionary <laughs> and being <we> slapped <laughs> in the face with some pretty scary pictures.
0: <laughs> yeah, what the hell? That was so insane. I just searched Google uh, a ghost and all of a sudden there were pictures of like Momo and stuff and I was like, nope, 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 that is not what I signed up for. <laughs> it's Momo? like 12 o'clock and die. Who is Momo. Momo? Me, me. You know who? I don't know, but people should know who I'm talking about. It's something. <laughs> okay, okay. So
1: moving on. So this episode is going to yeah. be: what uh, do we, you and human, believe in ghosts?
0: Right. Yeah. So first off, G. Uh, let me ask you the question then. Do you? Do I believe in ghosts?
1: Yeah. Yes, spectacularly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that's given the right context, uh, the right connotation for the word ghost. I mean, I have my own uh, reasoning and understanding of the concept of ghosts and not just the way it it is portrayed by media or social convention or culture and religion
0: right and do you want to elaborate on that on your
1: perception of it okay okay uh, before that like i yeah. i really want to uh, read out what uh, the dictionary on google says the ghost means okay so yeah ghost is an apparition of a dead person which is believed to appear or become manifest to the living typically as a nebulous image or it is a slight trace trace or vestige of something Um, a faint secondary image caused by a fault in an optical illusion oh it also could mean uh, an optical uh, optical illusion a fault in an optical system so that means if your if your camera picks up something that uh, that is a duplicate of what it sees even if it's faint they call it a ghost even if it doesn't necessarily mean the word ghost
0: yeah yeah i mean in our lives i suppose the uh, also, informal terms of ghosts, where you once existed in someone's life and all of a sudden you ghost. <laughs>
1: oh no! <laughs> the story of my life. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: Yuvan has a lot of experience with that, not
0: on the receiving end. <laughs> I mean, come on! I think it's a fair share of both. I'll admit, but come on, I've had it both ways. I mean,
1: it's only it's only normal, I think, as uh, students yeah. who go through like the whole the whole uh, uni phase and college phase that you get ghosted and uh, and you ghost other people. I think it's pretty common. But moving on, yeah. moving on from that, um, my definition of ghost is simply um, a form of energy that uh remains on a different frequency from that of our own meaning that we can't see nor necessarily hear them but because they're on another frequency sometimes you can feel them feel their presence Mm -hmm. and uh, i've had a lot of experiences where i kind of feel a presence Um, near me and I also believe that these energies are uh, neither dark nor light meaning I don't believe Mm -hmm. in evil energies but I believe in the presence of said energies and um, I don't think they're here to bother us. I think they're merely passing by. They, uh, they just, just exist amongst us on a completely different plane of existence. So that, that just means that they don't know what we're doing here. We don't know what they're doing here. We don't know what their purpose is, what their form is, what their existence means. And neither do they know ours. They just happen to uh, cross the lines sometimes uh, from their reality into ours, so we tend to feel theirs and because human beings have a natural tendency to be afraid of the unknown we have given it a very yeah. negative connotation and all of this is mm-hmm. just aside from the cultural uh, perspective of um, evil energy and dark energy, right? Because there are a lot of religions and cultures that view certain dark energy as um, demons or ghosts in that sense where there's yeah. a remnant of a, of a previously living being that is no longer living but uh, exists uh, in our realm in the form of I don't know uh, a ghost <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't necessarily believe in that I believe that even if they even if these energies uh, even if someone passes on and some remnants, some remnants of them stays here it's not dark or light it's either they are lost and looking for some way or they are just forms of energy that exist among us that we don't understand.
0: Right. Does that make any sense to you? It does, actually. It does. It's, um, it's not how I see it. Or it's not how I particularly look at it. But at the same time, it's not something that's out of uh, my spectrum of understanding it. It's something that it's different than mine, but it's not too abstract that I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. But like you said, right, like sometimes they are just lost in in our reality and and they are stuck in between but you know how sometimes the when you look at the religious aspect of it or like no i wouldn't say religious like suppose just the culture um the cultural aspect of it sometimes they talk about how um the ghost that remains here seeks revenge or he hasn't attained the peace in their living life so they remain to seek vengeance or they are unhappy with what happened to them you know they probably died a horrible death and you know even in movies most of the time it's just the ghost who has been done wrong in reality Uh, taking seeking justice some kind of unfinished business right yeah Mm -hmm. but i think in my mind or like the way i've seen it i've always been afraid of ghosts like straight up as a kid um both my parents love watching ghost movies Mm -hmm. and uh, I used to sleep with them like on the floor and so they would like watch it in the room and um, it was like they didn't they don't watch like basic stuff they watch like really scary stuff so I have like two stories one where it was like this local Malaysian movie and the ghost would sit on his shoulders and follow him everywhere. So the whole time he would complain about how he has shoulder pain, but it's actually just because of the weight that he has on. I know the and movie you're talking
1: about and that is not a Malaysian movie, it is a Vietnamese movie.
0: Or a Thai, oh, I, no, no, I think it's th- Thai movie actually.
1: Uh, it's the I, but there's a Shata. Tamil rendition of it. It's called Shutter. I think that's the original movie. Oh, really? There's, there was a Tamil rendition. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, is it a called, Malaysian Tamil rendition? I think movie. it's called Uyir. Am I right? I think you are right Yeah I think you're right Oh my god uh, So uh, Once you finish your story I have I was taught to tell you About this movie But go on Yeah
0: But um, what happened was um, There's a scene in that movie This I don't even care If it's spoiler But it's pretty much When he When the girl Is lying down Or when he is lying down um, The ghost Sits right and, Like near the bed And slowly pulls The blanket off her And That, that night After I was sleeping uh, In the morning when I woke up, Appa did that to me before I woke up, and it freaked me out. It freaked me out Why? because he hid under the bed and he pulled on the blanket. Why
1: would he do that? That's so mean and so scary. I, know,
0: I was like five, and I just it, it got to me. Oh, until today, God. I have to tuck the blanket underneath my feet and lock it, just so that there's no no like left no cloth hanging off the bed and, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh man. And um, the other story was, um, there was this movie called The Exorcism. Yes. And um, and at that time, I had just transitioned to sleeping on my own. And um, I was lying down. after I had to go to bed after watching the movie. And I freaked out already, like, borderline crying. And I ran to the room. And all I could think about after closing my eyes was that the walls just had blood writings all over the walls. <laughs> and my room was, like, fully white back then. So then I had to, like three, two, one, pull my blanket and dash back into their room and sleep on the floor because I just couldn't do it. But that has just been my childhood stories of what ghosts were like. So, But as I grew up, um, my belief in them is sort of... It's in the in between. There's a side of me that does believe in something, but there's a side of me that doesn't as well. Mm-hmm. Like I would, there's a part of me that just thinks that all of this could just be an illusion in my own head or just my fears acting up. But there's def, there's also a part of me that uh, allows the possibility that something may exist. But I I I tell myself that it is something that is beyond my perception or my my receptors to, to to detect of anything because I've never actually had an, an experience mm-hmm. or or anything out of the ordinary to to look at and then to question maybe uh, if my beliefs are wrong. So I would just leave that in the in-between. But uh, of course, when it's, some things are creepy, then I just sort of go back to praying and chanting mantras and all that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that that, that serves more as a, as a support system more than anything else. Yeah. And yeah. of course, uh, it, it may have its own meaning. And even I believe in the power of a certain prayer and a certain mantra. Because you and I have had our own experience where, you know, in, in my own house, that, that one night when yeah. I think we were recording an episode or something like that, I can't remember what we were doing. But as I was walking down, I felt like I saw something uh, move very swiftly. And uh, I called you down with me and uh, we were walking around to see what it was. And we felt, yeah. we felt uh, some, some kind of cold air. At the bottom oh my coffee. god! It was like air-conditioned and the sofa. Yeah, but there was like nothing. There was no aircon on. There was no fan on. It was just cold air, just on the floor, just above the floor, and yeah. it was truly something. And and you heard me chanting Om, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. Because that's just the way that I have kept myself uh, strong in these kinds of situations, and it's also my way of trying to help. If in the event that there is truly someone or something there that's just lost and trying to find their way, and happen to stumble upon us. That I'm trying to help him, her, or it find its way to a peace and a light, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I also very strongly believe that if it doesn't bother you, don't go looking for trouble. And if you don't go looking for trouble, it won't won't bother you. Uh, Just recently, I watched a movie with with Lina. It was a haunted haunted movie. It was a horror movie. It was a documentary of this um, mansion in Johor, Villa Nabila. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's been there for a while and um, people have, the, 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 the locals in Johor know about it and it's kind of an understanding and, and uh, it's an understanding, right, that this place is haunted and you don't go there and people who go there have gone missing and a lot of cases and things like that. So then, this documentary was to uh, the aim of the documentary was to take live video, go into the spot and see if there's anything out of the ordinary. And uh, he gives a disclaimer and a message in the movie saying, you know, just because I I uh, I'm telling you about this and I'm bringing this. Uh, Bringing this up to awareness to people is not a it's not a form of provocation for you to go there and to test your limits or to challenge any spirits that may exist there that may reside there. It is just yeah. to give you information and uh, to tell you, you know, now be careful whenever you're walking around this area or, or now. And uh, I think that's very important. I think although like like you said that you're kind of in the in between and uh, yeah. I think your childhood is very similar to mine Where even I grew up watching horror movies like in the movie you talked about just now the Uyir movie right? no, we, I was yeah. very young I think I was 6 or 7 and I didn't want to watch it my entire family was watching it I, I watched part of it and I told my family no I can't do this and I walked away and I just happened to sit back and watch the last part with my family and it scarred me for life you know it scarred me there were certain scenes I I, I, I don't want to describe the scenes uh, because it may be too graphic and it may cause certain uh, trauma for the business but it really scared me as a child. And growing up, I was very afraid of that, you know, and I still am. Sometimes my imagination and my fears, my irrational fears get the better of me. So I tend to uh, take measures just to stay on the safe side, you know. Yeah. But I try to rationalize all of this by giving it a more um, realistic, a more physical understanding, like through the form of science, right? Like uh, they just exist on another... F- on another frequency and it is just that uh, just like sound and matter and light just because you can't see them doesn't mean they don't exist and just because you can't see them doesn't mean that it's going to harm you it just may exist in a completely different frequency plane so you are not able to see it using your organs but some like we have heard about people who uh, whose minds are uh, so, uh, kind of born with uh with the ability to to uh, experience wider frequencies and therefore able to right. sense these kind of presences right uh, if you feel yeah. some kind of energy in the in the area um, I don't think I'm one of them. I just feel like in some occasions I, I I do feel certain things and I can tell if there's something wrong with the place or if uh, whether or not we should go into a certain place. And, mm-hmm. uh, that has just been my experience with this whole ghost idea. I was very afraid. I am still kind of afraid, but I try to rationalize it with uh, logic and yeah. science. But I don't ignore the cultural and also the the whole fear aspect, the whole cultural perspective of ghosts aspect of it. Yeah. Because you don't wanna you don't wanna disregard it just because you haven't seen it with your own eyes, you know? Yeah. And you wanna always be careful it's... and not find fault, find trouble with
0: it. Exactly, yeah i think yeah it's not about just being ignorant and closing yourself to the possibilities that something may be there also which is kind of explains why i'm in the in-between and there are i i i take back what i said earlier but there are certain things in life that make me question these kind of things you know events that happen that make me wonder if there's more to it because um, okay so i lost my aunt like a few years ago right and i lost her to cancer So, interestingly, um, during the funeral, one of my cousins um, who was just sitting there around around her and this was right before they were going to take her away and all, what had happened was that um, she felt a presence in the house and this is a common thing in the you know in like our culture right like they they actually leave when they when the physical body actually leaves the house and it's assumed that they are actually just around us somewhere okay. and um what happened was that my cousin actually felt a presence and had a conversation with that presence wow. and it was like it was my aunt and she and it was very amazing because she was the only one who managed to have the conversation and my aunt actually told her things to tell each one of us like each one of the cousins because we grew up in that house, we grew up, she raised us up and she had a thing to say to all of us, like our own message and you know what blows my mind? Is that all the messages were very personal to each other it may not even be something that I've told her, while, like while she was around, but it is things that directly correlate to what was going on in my life right now. Like for me, back then, I was um, very much in like distracted from school and everything. And the one thing she told me, like she had to tell me, was that to um, always remember what to prioritize and to focus um, a lot on what on everything that um, is positive. She told me to focus on school and to prioritize and to get pretty much get my priorities straight mm-hmm. instead of uh, being in the in between and all that. And that was something that uh, my cousin couldn't have told me. Like she knew too little about me to to come and tell to like make that up. So it was it's it's pretty that, those kind of things make me wonder you know like if my aunt okay, that that is a positive energy that comes but if if you know it's yin yang you know if the positive exists it's is bound that the negative exists as well like yeah and and it's that that it's pretty it's pretty interesting like for me it's not it's it is scary like i'm not gonna lie like it still scares me and are still all the irrational fears but at the same time i just sort of accept that most of the energies that are around are, are like you said you know just people from different frequencies trying to figure their own things out. And most of the time they don't seek to bother you or disturb you. So as long as you don't go uh, finding trouble, then you just sort of just go in the flow with everything. And a weird parallel to like insects in the house, you know, like I will always say like, I'm not going to disturb you if you don't come near me sort yeah, of a thing, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just go back into the drain and uh, I will just do my do my own thing. <laughs>
1: I think I think that also has to do with uh, the way our culture views certain insects in the house. Like uh, each time there's a moth that flies into the house, my, my mama always says, "Oh, that's party, that's party." And, uh, as in, like that's my grandmother, or someone, right. someone from the past right. who has uh, who has left. And I'm always like, "Hi, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> thanks for thanks for visiting me."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really nice. It's really nice. Um that's another thing. Um, Lena, Lena, uh, Lena introduced me to like this family, one of their family friends, and recently one of and recently their family had lost somebody. And remember, I I think you were you you heard the story from her as well about how during the funeral a butterfly visited the house and sat on um, the one of the most favorite sons and actually st- sat and. St- stayed on him for like a good 10 15 minutes and didn't fly or anything and that's a very rare thing for a butterfly to come and sit on a person and it happened like during the 16 day prayers wow and yeah um one one of their daughters posted it on Instagram so that's how I found out about it as well but it 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 just it, it's amazing right like things like that happen and then you sort of wonder like are these they are, are these them in their different form are they stacking up on us <laughs> It's,
1: it's it's very interesting that our our culture and our religion we use it this way. And uh, I while I don't while I don't subscribe to certain beliefs, I still find it fascinating and I take an interest in all of it. I would like to believe certain things, I would like to believe that, you know, like my grandmother or grandfather is just visiting
0: me. Uh, yeah, it, it acts sort of as a comfort point as well, like to think that if it is them, then it's actually very nice to know that they're hanging around, you know, they're they keeping up with the family and all. Yeah.
1: And you know what? <laughs> but when we have the chance, when we have the time, I would like for us to explore how other cultures, how other religions uh, perceive the idea of ghosts, spirits, um, uh, funerals, like what is, what is their process? How do, how do they deal with the, the loss of a loved one? And we can yeah. talk about it on a, on, a, on a different episode. I think it'll be very interesting
0: to talk about. Yeah, that. I mean, definitely. I think I think that is something that it's, it's really um, amazing to see how different cultures, although they have very different ceremonies and how things are carried out and all, there are weird parallels that are, also exist amongst all of them, you know? and it's it's something to definitely see we should read up on it and then talk about it in another episode so that our listeners will get a better understanding of it as well
1: yeah I think I think we have we have, we have actually covered quite a bit you know we we talked about whether or not we believe in ghosts, we talk about yeah. whether or not we fear ghosts or the idea of ghosts and we talk we even talked about how we cope with those fears, and I think. I think we've covered a wide scope of... Uh, a wide scope. Very wide. Yeah, it's, we did. it's totally wide. It's very wide. <laughs> hey, my accent seeps out every once in a while. Okay? You all will have to deal. Oh
0: it. my god. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, oh I'm sorry, god.
1: okay? I'm sorry that I don't sound very Indian on a daily basis. I'm just used to speaking like this.
0: Yeah, you for be... our Deepawali special, for our Deepawali special, we will have an Indian accent only episode. Yes, we <laughs> shall do that. Yes. <laughs> as, if, as if all our episodes are not already Indian accent. <laughs> I don't think we sound very Indian now, do we? I think we do. I think anybody who hears us without seeing our faces, who knows that we're already Indian.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm too close to us. You know, I, 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 I hear the both of us speak so much that I may not be able to view this objectively so if you're if you are an, uh, a person who's listening to us and don't know us in person or you know don't really converse with us that often what do we
0: sound like to you do we sound like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much we're using our listeners as a as a clue as a uh, what do you call them a, a closed group a focus group a focus to, group, yes. in, <laughs> to yeah, experiment on us
1: Hey, we are experimenting on. We are experimenting on ourselves using
0: using them. Yeah, utilizing their view. us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. So utilizing. You, you have to know how t- to use the right words so as to not offend other people. <laughs> Alright, So just for the sake of not sounding very um Indian. Uh,
1: <laughs> and that wraps up episode thirteen of <laughs> eleven o'clock Which you
0: and you. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. Take care. Yeah. Till tomorrow. Thank you, guys, Cheers. for listening. Hope to see you in the next episode. Cheers. <laughs>